Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2407 with a release date of Friday, December 15, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Hams in the UK and Australia face big changes. A holiday wish list from a growing digital library of communication and put those postage stamps from your holiday and QSL cards to work. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2407 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, here's Stefan Kenford. N8WB. Our top story this week is the action by Ofcom in the UK where sweeping changes are proposed for everything related to amateur radio, from call signs and power levels to the terms under which a notice of variation is needed. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, gives us an overview. A general notice from Ofcom has alerted radio amateurs in the UK to various license changes the regulator is proposing. Licence variations are being proposed starting in February, affecting the use of regional secondary locator suffixes and unlicensed individuals' use of an amateur radio. Power limits would also be raised under certain conditions for foundation, intermediate and full licensees. Additional changes proposed for later in the year include more flexible approvals for special event stations in replacement of the issuance of the Intermediate Licence Series 2 call sign with M8 and M9 instead. Changes to occur in late 2024 or early 2025 include the ability to change one's call sign periodically, but no more than once every five years. A full list of the vast array of changes, including in June of this year, is available on the regulator's website. Ofcom is encouraging representations to be submitted on these proposals no later than 5pm local time on the 22nd of January. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. The new year is bringing a major change as well for amateurs in Australia. John Williams, VK4JJW, tells us about it. The Australian Communications and Media Authority will be moving to a class licence format, as previously announced, starting on the 19th of February. This removes the annual renewal fee and gives the regulator responsibility for examinations and licence issuance. Those tasks were previously assigned to the Australian Maritime College in Tasmania. Hams with non-assigned amateur apparatus licences can expect to hear from the ACMA in January, when they'll be provided with guidelines for the transition arrangements and learn their highest qualification level in callsign. This is John Williams, VK4JJW. Navigation services, who are the primary users of one of the amateur bands, just got some added protection against interference, as we hear from Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. Following four years of discussions and negotiations, IARU members attending the World Radio Communications Conference in Dubai have added a footnote to the use of the 23-centimetre amateur band between 1240 MHz and 1300 MHz that is designed to eliminate the possibility of interference to Galileo and other radio navigation satellite services. The footnote was adopted on December 8th and is designed to protect the navigation services who are the primary users. IARU President Tim Ellum, VE6SH, said the decision does not affect the table of allocations and is, in his words, quote, a very good result for the amateur services, end quote. 
This is Jason Daniels, VK2 LAW. Are you looking ahead to May of 2024? Organizers of the 2024 Hamvention and the ARRL National Convention have announced the theme for the event next May. It will be Expanding Our Community. The announcement was made by General Chairman Jim Storms, AB8YK, who said the theme supports the growth of ham radio worldwide. Hamvention will take place May 17th, 18th, and 19th in Xenia, Ohio. What exactly is the World Radio Sport Team Championship? If your club or other group wants to hear about it directly from the amateurs who are preparing to host it in the UK in 2026, you now have that option, as Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us. You may not be able to get to England in 2026 for the World Radio Sport Team Championship, but its story can come to you and your club or other organisation. The events committee is making speakers available in person or via Zoom for club meetings to promote the event and answer questions about it. The 10th International Radio Contest event will be held in July 2026 in East Anglia with the Countess of Suffolk, Norfolk and Cambridgeshire hosting 50 operating sites for qualifying teams. It's often referred to as an Olympic-style event for amateur radio, occurring as it does every four years. If your club would like to know more, contact Chairman Mark Haynes, M0DXR, at M0DXR1 at gmail.com. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Everyone has a holiday wish list, and the Digital Library of Amateur Radio and Communications is no different, except it's more of a want list, as we hear from Andy Morrison, K9AWM. The Digital Library of Amateur Radio and Communications has passed the milestone mark of 100,000 radio-related items, ranging from podcast episodes, manuals, catalogs, newsletters, and books. Like the universe itself, though, the need goes on endlessly, and the Internet Archives Program Manager for Special Collections, K. Savitz, K6KJN, has created a DLARC want list that identifies gaps in the collection that need filling. K. says on the library website that he will update the list as those needs change. For now, however, the wish list includes issues of Hambrew Quarterly, published by George DeGrazio, WF0K, who is now a silent key. The original Wirebook and Wirebook 2 and Rain reports in any audio format from 1992, 1998, 2000, and 2003. The library was created in 2022 with the help of funding from Amateur Radio Digital Communications and is a project of the Internet Archive. It also contains material about pirate radio, amateur TV, low-power FM, and shortwave listening. The library, of course, also has a wish list for donations, and those will be matched on a one-to-one basis. See the link in the text version of this week's newscast to see what else the library can use. I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. If you'd like to help the ISS celebrate the 40th anniversary of amateur radio in space, tune to 145.800 MHz to receive SSTV transmissions in the PD120 format. Images will be sent starting on the 16th of December and continue through the 19th. Happy anniversary!
Those of us who know that there's another way to get on the air now have a place of their own. A spot for radio amateurs who are also aviation enthusiasts. Dave Parks, WB8ODF, directs us to their hangar. It's called the Flying Hams Network. Its founder, Daniel Heilman, WX5WX, has discovered that it combines his love of radio and aviation very nicely and connects him with kindred spirits on the air. He created it as a digital watering hole, allowing people to chat on the TGIF DMR Network Talk group Flying Hams, 3120664. He also created links for other modes. The Flying Hams can be found on YSF 20664 US underscore Flying Hams on All Star 515422 and Echolink AE5ME R. The social media channel for this group is on Facebook as Flying Hams. Dan stresses that all you need to do is have an interest in machines that fly or, as he says, things that float in the sky. Pilots and non-pilots alike are welcome to engage in the nightly rag chews in the hopes of forming a net. In the meantime, just get on the air and wing it. This is Dave Parks, WB8ODF. Time for you to identify your station. We are the amateur radio news unheard on bulletin stations around the world, including the WA6TTL repeater in Simi Valley, California, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. local time. Is there room aboard a satellite for a geostationary microwave amateur payload to cover part of North America? Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, looks at that question. The European Space Agency has an approved proposal to investigate sharing a commercial geostationary satellite contract to piggyback a microwave amateur payload on it to cover Europe and part of North America. The investigatory project was presented by ESA's Frank Zeppenfeld, PD0AP, to the AMSAT UK colloquium in Milton Keynes on the 14th of October. Frank described a payload that would have both an amateur radio and educational role, with two uplink transponders on 5.6 gigs and two download transponders on 10 gigs. The payload would be capable of handling narrowband modes such as CW and SSP and narrowband digital modes, but would also have the capacity for wideband modes such as amateur TV. To see Frank's presentation, follow the link to a YouTube video that appears in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. The proposal from AMSAT UK and the British Amateur Television Club has input and support from the newly incorporated AMSAT CA's technical working group, as well as from AMSAT USA. According to a November the 30th position paper from AMSAT CA's president, Stefan Wagner, V4SW, and technical director Levente Buzas, VA7QF, a number of amateur radio satellite associations are helping Frank promote the project to commercial satellite operators in 2024 during the World Satellite Business Week. Stefan told Newsline that Frank hopes to use the QO100 geostationary amateur payload on Qatar's SHAIL-2 satellite as an example so other commercial partners can be identified to carry a similar payload positioned over the Atlantic to cover Europe and Canada. 
The study is being undertaken with the help of €250,000 in ESA funds. This is Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Hams in Australia are discovering that preparing for the foundation or advanced class license may be as easy as clicking their mouse. We hear more from Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Jules Perrin, VK3JFP, likes to keep things simple. His website, JulesWorkshop.net, features simple explanations of such common amateur radio basics as multimeters, electrical sensors and diodes, and using simple terms, he also explains valves, decibels and resonant circuits. Now the Melbourne Amateur has gone a few steps beyond into the realm of licence preparation. A part of his website is devoted to free instruction available to candidates who are preparing for their foundation or advanced class licence, and he wants to keep that kind of study simple too. In helping people prepare for their exams, he provides material for the foundation licence based on the manual and advanced level material based on the advanced syllabus. He hopes at some point to be able to add audio and video sessions. It is a work in progress, but just the same, he's hoping it will already have an impact for hams hoping to upgrade, or those hoping to become amateurs in the first place. As he writes in a letter to members of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, education is a very important part of our hobby. Follow the link in the text version of this week's newscast for more details, or to begin your own course of study. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB. The U.S. Islands Award program will be marking the 30th year since its creation by operating a year-long anniversary award throughout 2024. Jack Parker, W8ISH, tells us how hams are being invited to join the party. Think of it as island hopping with your radio. Whether you are chasing contacts with hams on islands in the U.S. Islands Award program or activating or qualifying an island, you will need to confirm a minimum of 30 Cusos. These are the rules for the anniversary party for an awards program that celebrates the islands of the 50 U.S. states as well as those in U.S. protectorates and territories. They can be islands situated along a coastal shoreline or those in rivers, lakes, and other bodies of water, both fresh and salt water. Starting January 1st, which is coming up fast, you will have a whole year to work your way to a certificate. The anniversary program ends on the 31st of December, 2024. The full set of rules can be found on the website for the U.S. Islands Awards Program, which is in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. This awards program is not affiliated with Islands on the Air. I'm Jack Parker, W8ISH. In the world of DX, radio operators in northern Finland are happy to report that Santa Radio OF9X looks to the air on the 11th of December and will continue the journey until 2159 UTC on the 31st of December. Be listening for the radio elves as they guide their sleighs on all bands using CW, SSB, and FT8. The annual event has the support of Radio Arcala, not far from the Arctic Circle. See QRZ.com for details. In India, a group of YLs will be on the air from two ocean beaches on the 16th and 17th of December as AT2BOTA. They are all former shortwave listeners celebrating their new amateur radio licenses. Be listening on 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters where they will operate on SSB and FT8. They will activate Junpat Sea Beach number 62417 on the 16th and Harapur. Sea Beach, number 62418 on the 17th. See QRZ.com for QSL details. For our final item this week, here's a way for you to spread comfort and joy to those in need this holiday season. It's simple. Save your used stamps 
from your greeting cards and QSL card envelopes, Amateur Radio Newsline Mark Abramovich, NT3V, has the story from Philadelphia. While the colorful postage stamps gracing the corners of the envelopes from our holiday cards and those QSL cards we receive generally end up in the trash, a ham club based in the city of brotherly love is committed to to rescuing them. They're encouraging you to join them in a project aimed at getting them into the hands of U.S. military veterans through the Stamps for the Wounded program. Bob Josuite, WA3PZO, is with the Holmesburg Amateur Radio Club. He is trustee of WM3PEN, the flagship call sign for historic Philadelphia. Uh, with the Holmesburg Club, we're handling over 1,000 QSL cards every year just for the 13 Colonies event over the summer. We were looking for something to do with those stamps, and when we heard about the program, we thought, gee, it would be a great idea to rip the uh, stamps off the envelopes and uh, forward them on to the program, and it has turned into a major success over the past uh, number of years. Jazawite says Stamps for the Wounded uses the contributions to provide comfort and support stamp collecting activities for veterans. He says they're especially helping to engage disabled vets in creatively decorating objects. Jazawite says the Philadelphia Hams have expanded their campaign to a host of civic groups and organizations and are promoting Ham Radio's involvement in the campaign. We're in regular contact with a couple of hunting and fishing clubs that uh, have large memberships and uh, their uh, treasurers happen to be uh, hams and they're, they're sending a large envelope of stamps to us to forward to the program. He's encouraging hams from small radio clubs to DX groups to collect and save the used stamps and mail them to the group. You can either check out the WM3PEN page on QRZ.com or directly to the program, which is uh, stamps Eye-catching foreign stamps from your direct DXQSLs are especially welcome. I'm Mark Abramovich, NT3V. If you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. We are not talking about advertising your club's upcoming Hamfest or field day participation, but something that's out of the ordinary. And if so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, if you're feeling even a little bit poetic, visit our website to learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. We will announce this year's most popular haiku and give the winner the opportunity to read it during the final newscast of this year. With thanks to the ACMA, Amateur Radio Daily, AMSAT Canada, AMSAT News, ARRL, Central Coast, ARC, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, Digital Library of Amateur Radio and Communications, 425DX News, IARU, Ofcom, QRZ.com, Forum Shortwave Radio.de, Wireless Institute of Australia, YouTube, World Radio Sport Team Championship, Youth on the Air, Zero Retries Newsletter, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, N8WB in Wadsworth, Ohio, sing 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023, all rights reserved.